Well, hi everybody and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 626 and today I have a special guest with me. I have my eldest daughter, Emily, with me. Do you want to say hi, Emily? Hi. I'm not sure everyone heard that, but anyway, Emily said hi. So today I thought we would do something different where on our way to school to pick up Liv and um, I thought why don't we have some fun and because we were talking about this earlier today so I thought today's topic would be something like crazy things your dad's done so I've got a number of examples that I'm going to use but I'm just wondering Emmy can you think of I don't know something that you would say is crazy that I've done as your dad where you'd say oh my god that is so crazy because I've got plenty of my dad where I'd say that was crazy anything that you can think of the people want to know am I crazy but I don't have time to remember what do you mean we've got we've got a whole I've got a whole drive to school to remember something crazy or are you going to be like Kerry and say how boring I am so I don't do anything crazy no the silence is deafening not sure if I well I think the craziest thing that I've done that I can think of before you were born has been bungee jumping I went bungee jumping and hang gliding on the one day and that was absolute adrenaline overload and I think we all went to sleep around 7 o'clock for that night because we were so fatigued. That was a big day. Well, while you think, I mean, I'll share a couple of crazy things that my dad's done. There are, are many, but there are a few that stand out to me. Now, in no particular order, well, actually, I can tell you... Alright, yes, I can tell you in this order. I think this one was first. So, um, we're, so we used to live in Bendigo. And um, Dad's father, so my grandfather, when he was still alive, he owned a farm. Except it's one of the most useless farms that I've ever really known of. He, um, he, half the land was cleared for, you could put crops on it or sheep and the other half was filled with bush land. Now over the years they tried to mine it and dig up, you know, like find gold and stuff. He had sheep on it, he used to rent out the land and then they had some people that put some crops on it but in the part of, was that a place called Woodvale? Pretty much never rained out there so the crops never really grew that well. There was a church on it as well, like an old rundown church he used to go out and collect the water from the water tank there and the water tank was so rusted and he'd get the rainwater in these clear bottles and then we'd go up and say do you want some of this it's great rainwater and it was dirty and i was like i don't want to drink that and but he used to think it was great and i think man how many birds had died in the tank and stuff because it didn't have a like a roof on the tank and stuff it was pretty horrible but anyway um, so we used to go out and um, cut down trees for firewood and dig up old tree stumps and all that kind of stuff. And um, 
dad had, uh, or well, it was my grandfather's, had this really old truck, and it was always breaking down and, and stuff. Anyway, this particular day, I was studying, and dad was going to go out by himself, and he he asked me if I wanted to come, and I said, well, I need to do some homework, so he went out by himself, and I can remember that um, I was at the kitchen sink looking out the window, and I saw dad come down from through the back of the property because the properties were all adjoined and um, to his parents' place. And he came walking down. He's got a bit of a limp. And I thought, now I should just pause there for a moment and preface this by saying that Dad was always accident prone. He's always doing something like cutting wood and a piece of wood flying up and hitting him in the head and um, come down bleeding and, and stuff. Anyway, he, He's, he's walked down, he's limping like really badly and as he got a bit closer I could see he's wrapped something around his leg and so at this stage I'm, I'm what, I'm like 16, something like that and dad comes in the front door and I, the back door and I said, dad what have you done? and he said, oh we, we need to go to hospital and I said, what do you mean? and he's, I said, what have you done? And he said, oh, I've cut my leg with a chainsaw. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean you've cut your leg with a chainsaw? I said, let's call an ambulance. He said, no, no, it's okay. We can drive. I said, Dad, I can't drive you. I'm, I'm only 16 or 15 or whatever. I don't have a license. He said, it's okay. I'll be okay to drive. I said, Dad, you've cut your leg with a chainsaw. What do you mean? And I think um, from memory, it was his clutch foot, so the left leg. So, of course, and he had, we had a manual car, so he's having to use it the whole time. <laughs> so I said, are you sure, Dad? And so Mum was working at the Central Deborah Gold Mine at the time. And I said, what if we, we call Mum? He said, no, 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 we won't call her. I thought, mm, okay, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Anyway, so we go to hospital. So we're sitting in the emergency department of hospital for like three hours. And anyone that's been to the emergency department knows what it's like. Someone came out to look at him. He had his handkerchief wrapped around his leg. So he always had a handkerchief. Now, you, you can imagine how sterile that would have been. He's cut through his jeans and everything. So some the doctors come out to have a look at it. And, of course, you can see that... Don't be sick. You can see he's cut through every layer of skin. And it looked like... Oh, it kind of made me all shit because it's the first time I'd ever seen a wound like that. It wasn't bleeding. It was just like he, he hadn't cut through the artery, luckily. And, uh, anyway, because it wasn't, you know, super, super urgent, they... Um, they left in there for a bit longer. So I think we were there for like four hours or something. It was ridiculous. And so, of course, they stitched him up and they put his leg in a, a bandage. Not a cast, but like he had to wear crutches and stuff. And um, I said, what if we call um, call mum? He said, no, no. So he arranges for his, his dad, my grandfather, to drive him up to pick up mum from work. And so we get out of the car and Dad says, don't you go and tell Mum. And I'm like, okay. So I'm walking with Dad. We go around to the front. And of course, in the meantime, Mum has come out the back and seen that, um, you know, my grandpa's there and is completely freaked out as to, you know, why he's there and stuff. And 
start to panic and then of course we come back from the front and come walking around and there's dad with crutches and mum breaks down, freaks out and start, I said dad I told you we should have called. <laughs> Anyway, so that was that story, and um, yeah, it took Dad a long time to live that one down. So yeah, he's lucky he didn't cut off his leg with a chainsaw. So how did he do that? Well, anyone that's ever used a chainsaw before would know that a chainsaw has a, um, what do they call it? I think they call it a dead man or something like that, that if you push the, the chainsaw in too far or it kicks back or something, then it activates and it switches switches the um, you know the, the blade off and also that while the chainsaw is idling the chain isn't running so dad in his wisdom um, I don't know what era that the dead man thing was introduced but this didn't have one or it was deactivated and the idling of it uh, it didn't work properly so dad had to keep his finger on the the button all the time so that the blade would keep running. So he's um, he stepped out over a log, lift up his leg and gone clip straight into the blade. Hence why he was like that. So that was the first instance. Um, what was another one? Oh. Have you thought of anything yet? No. Not yet, okay. Well, here's another one. Dad was, oh yeah, this one. Again, all of these things happen when I'm studying. So I think, I think this was through when I was doing HSC in our VCE. And um, again, it's to do with the farm. And Dad was, um, we used to have this, um, so my grandparents lived behind us, but they lived on the another street. And they owned about um, one, two, three four blocks behind them so it was kind of an L shape and one street down to our street and um, therefore they had all this land behind them that um, my grandfather just like my dad were hoarders and they had heaps of, of junk and wood and metal and old shipping crates and all that kind of stuff uh, anyway so um, Dad used to burn off a lot. They had a, a bonfire up there. He was always putting rubbish and sawdust and all kinds of stuff. Back in the time when, I guess, you just seemed to burn everything. Dad used to burn plastic and rubber and all kinds of stuff in there. Anyway, uh, he burnt off this particular day and he, um, he said to me, uh, he came down, he said, uh, the, the bonfire's almost out. I'm going out um, for a bit. Actually, he wasn't going out to get wood. He was just going out for a bit. He said, the, the bonfire's okay. I said, are you sure? That's all okay? He said, yeah, it's okay. He said, I'll be back soon. So I'm studying away there. And I um, it was a fairly still sort of day. And my, my bedroom uh, was at the front of the house. And at some point, I don't know how long it was after Dad left, I hear this, like, running footsteps. And um, they come to the front door, knock on the front door, and I step out of my room, and it's my... Um, so Dad used to live next to his brother, so it was my cousin who came running in from next door, and um, he used to call me uh, Robbo. He said, Robbo, your backyard's on fire. And I look out the back... And there are flames that are about 10 metres high out the back 
of the bonfire and the whole of the backyard is on fire. And um, I can hear a siren because Russell is his name. Russell's called the, the fire brigade. And um, one of the, the members of the fire brigade that came was a friend of ours. And he said, what have you done? And I said, it wasn't my fault. I said, Dad said that he'd put it out or it was just about out. So we, go, we run up, up the back. I grab the hose. I got the hose going on there. I'm trying to put out the back fence and um, all the old wooden shipping crates are caught fire and it's burning out everywhere. It's into the wood. Um, the Luckily, they had a, bit, a big driveway and the fire tanker came down the back and they put it out. Anyway, that was all cleaned up and, and stuff. And then uh, Dad comes home about an hour later and he walks in and I said, Dad... I said, you said the fire was out, almost out. And he said, yeah, it was. I said, well, come with me. So we go up the back and it's black everywhere. And I said, Dad, everything caught fire and the fire brigade were here and they had to put it out. And I said, Matthew gave me a really hard time about it because he reckoned I started the fire. And do you know what his response was? Okay. He said, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. And that was it. I said, Dad, the whole house almost burnt down. <laughs> I said, the back fence was on fire. I said, it well, could have caught onto their back room there. And he, he just didn't care. He was like, oh, okay. He just wasn't really perturbed. So that's another story. Have, have you thought of a thought of There's no crazy stories like that. No craziness. So maybe I haven't inherited it. Maybe that's my brother. All right, so the last one. The last one. So uh, when my grandfather passed away, because he was a hoarder, it took so long for um, Dad and his brother to go through all of the stuff to clear the block. They had a number of auctions and stuff of uh, different things, scrap metal. My grandfather, he used to see a shoe on the side of the road. He'd pick it up, bring it home and put it in his shed because he thinks, you never know, one day I might need that. And um, anyway, because I mentioned about the farm before, one thing they used to do was they used to use dynamite. And they used to use dynamite to... um, He dug some mine shafts, I don't know how, probably using dynamite on his farm and blowing up stuff and blowing up tree stumps and all that kind of thing. Just crazy. So anyway, uh, as Dad was cleaning out uh, all these sheds, he found this dynamite and the dynamite when he lifted it up was leaking uh, which got him worried obviously and so um, he knew somebody that worked at the Central Deborah Gold Mine who knew about explosives because they still use explosives in the mine today up there and um, he came out to have a look at it and he said nah look it's it's um, it's completely safe he said you can just burn it because again dad was burning stuff um, that he was clearing out of the shed and um, anyway, Dad was telling me this story, and I said, Dad, you didn't burn it, did you? And he said, No, no, I gave it to Ray, was his name. I gave it to Ray, and he took it away. I said, Thank goodness for that. So, anyway, it was a, a little while later. Again, I was at my desk studying, and I knew that Dad was up the back of um, the, the property, and he was uh, burning off stuff and cleaning out the shed. And um, all of a sudden, oh, pardon me, I just hear this boom. And I'm like, 
what the heck was that? It sounded like a gunshot. And then, uh, like one after the other, there's this boom, 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 boom. I'm like, oh gosh, what's dad put on the, the bonfire? And I go racing upstairs because by this, uh, sorry, outside, because by this stage, he's almost burnt down the house. He's you know, almost cut off his leg and God knows how many injuries he's had with warden in his eye and that kind of stuff. He's cut off his finger um, and all kinds of stuff. And I'm imagining as I'm sprinting up to the back of the property that his dad going to be lying on the ground beside mm-hmm. the fire and he's been exploded by something. So I get up there. And I run across to Dad, and I'm like, Dad, what, what's happened? And he's just standing there looking at the fire, like just a, like a couple of metres away from it. It wasn't a huge fire. And um, he's just looking at it. And I said, Dad, what was that? And he said, oh, I'm not sure. I said, Dad, come away from the fire. I said, it's too close. I said, whatever's in there, it could go off again. I said, what do you think it was? And he says, oh... It might have been that little box of um, little box full of sawdust, which I had seen. And I said, "Oh, what do you mean?" I said, "What was in it?" And he said, "Oh, I think that might have been the detonators for the dynamite." <laughs> I said, "What do you mean?" So, and the detonators were these tiny little—I don't know—imagine tiny little steel caps that. Uh, imagine that you might put on the top of a pencil or something like that. And they've got nitroglycerine in the end of them. And I think the way it worked was you, you'd you stuff that down the end of the dynamite, stick the fuse in, and that's what would make the, the dynamite explode. And this thing had... Because I remember going through the, the box. And, of course, they were in sawdust so that they wouldn't, I suppose, you know, bang together and explode. And Dad's thrown the whole box in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man, it's just lucky that he didn't get injured. So, probably uh, that's craziness of dad. And um, as he got dementia, the crazy things that he used to say, my goodness, he used to think he was in a train. And um, the things that he used to say to me were just never making sense. So they're probably the top three crazy stories that I would say from dad so Emily have you got one no there's nothing tell crazy. the people why I'm crazy there's nothing crazy nothing crazy you about me owned any dynamite no I I have learned from my father's mistakes I think I think I've learned from that mm. don't buy any dynamite I don't even know that we could buy dynamite these days um crazy things. Yeah, I don't think I've done anything too crazy. As a kid, yes. I used to have I a, wasn't alive. I used to have a cubby house built out of these wooden old shipping crates and um, I decided that I would get all these boards and nail them across it and the only way I could get in and out of this little cubby house was this little cut out hole. In it, and I'd made it all pretty and stuff. I put posters up in there, and I used to go and spend time in there. It was my little cubby house. And one day, I decided that I would play with methylated spirits, um, cotton balls, and matches. 
and I thought, so you know what methylated spirits is? It's highly, highly flammable. flammable. Yeah. So I was dipping, well, soaking these cotton balls in methylated spirits and then lighting them. Don't ask me why. I don't really know. So I did that on this particular day and they got out of control. So there I was. The, the fire is burning and it could have gotten out of control really quickly and burn over them because it's made of wood um, over the hole the only way that I could get out so there I am trying to kick down the panels that I've nailed on but I've nailed them on with such big nails that I couldn't kick them off so I ended up using a pillow to smash out the flame so that I could um, get out and then I, uh, I got it out and then I got out of there and I was so scared that I, I didn't really go back in there ever again. So I thought that was really stupid. So, yeah, the crazy things we do. So there's nothing crazy. No. Looks like bungee jumping is the craziest thing. I might think of one later. Do you think? Well, that's it. That's crazy stories for today. I thought that might give you a laugh for the crazy things our dads do. Mm -hmm. If you've got a crazy story, post it in the comments. All right, I'll see you tomorrow with some serious content.